That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity, please. Hello and welcome to another free Sunday slash Monday episode of your fate. Come on, it's your favourite podcast. It's that's a shame. It's in my top three. Yeah, that's what, for sure. Any? What's, you, you say that as if we're not number one. I didn't say we weren't number one. No, I but just, you say that as if is what I no, said. No, well, I don't like to rank things like that. Right. Because art, it's hard but to But you wouldn't have quantify. to because, it, like, de facto, we're just... Yeah, top five. Easily. Oh, I'm we... Isaac. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm Declan. Nice. I, and I, well, I'm less enthused than I was just seconds ago Woo-hoo! about this show. Um, it's been a week. Yeah. It's been seven days. A, a huge week. Uh, not uh, for me personally, but I not for me either. No, yeah. It's <laughs> a massive one. Now, are you feeling that, you know, we're getting towards the end Go of on. the lockdown now? It's only December 2nd is going to be when we're done. Yeah, and then my we can do what we want and right here. then we are free, and that's Britney Spears' birthday. And to celebrate, what will you be doing as soon as lockdown's over? Uh, oh, well, I'll be probably doing all the work I haven't done. Oh, uh, okay. But anything fun? I meant, like, you're going oh, to be going um, out and about, yeah, uh, hitting the club. Well, I'll be, I'll be going to work and back. That's okay. for sure. That's for, I mean, I have been doing that anyway during the lockdown. Okay, but this will be a special... Because yeah. there'll be more people doing so. Yes, more people, more safety. And that's big. Yeah, because the, what we do, we intimidate the virus. Yeah. We say, oh, we say, don't come over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> what about yourself? Oh, it's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm not doing anything different, but everything that I do the same, I won't feel the same while I'm doing, because well, I'll know that I could be doing that thing. Well, what's in interesting? Cafe. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that kind of like everyone's been stealing your thing, haven't they? I know. Which is sort yeah. of just sitting indoors, not being, talking to anyone. Yeah, being a sort of digi recluse. Yeah. A lot like and, someone. And like a sort of normal recluse as well. Yeah. Well, um, I suppose, but in the old so, days of reclusivity, you only had the trees for friendship and comfort and now i've got youtube videos of trees yeah so sometimes in 4k <laughs> oh, sometimes. And that is big so i suppose what will what will change for you is that you'll finally have the uh, the novelty back of being yeah a, a genuine rather than a state mandated yeah shut in yeah i do like it when when no one's around and when i can just be and just exist in the space the space I'm isaac only here. puts on clothes when i'm coming in <laughs> Because that's, that's how he lives. I'm, I'm always clothed at all times. Just a little fact check there, live on end. The now. shower. Now oh, that's a very clothed that place. Is a damp, it's a clothesful place. We've got something of a, a special app today, and it's something that we've not really been teasing directly, but I guess it's fair to say that the entire trajectory of this show has led up to this moment. Yeah, and also um, that people have independently been calling on us for this content. Yeah. Not knowing that Isaac already within the caverns of his mind. Thank you for pointing out that in the chronology of this, I have been doing this for longer than anyone has requested it of me because I'm ahead of the curve and I'm a trendsetter in that way. And it's it's only because of it being Sunday, the Lord's Day that we released the show that you didn't hear about it earlier. Yeah. I'm talking, of course, about Ernest Klein presents Ready Player Two. Uh, Now, this is like a follow on from when I did that bit about Ready Player One. 
You never did that though. No, I didn't. That because was the I, problem. I it made me it made me too angry. You were a coward of the words. I did it for the for the good of myself. There was self care not reading that book, honestly, <laughs> because you know how angry things can make me. Mm-hmm. That was more. more that than was you more. Could. I I po- probably somewhere on the hard drive of my now deceased laptop uh-huh. that's under my bed probably still have the the little file of me making notes on ready player one yeah how I've, far did you get was uh, it page two uh the prologue it was page <laughs> page 13 i okay, think I, I made it to and it's like an audio of me i was like i would just read and then yeah. hit record and it i you've never heard someone sound so fucking miserable mm, <laughs> in all your life when i listened back it was just going at work like down and down and down until it was like one of those tapes that people leave before they do a columbine mm. so i i thought rather than do a columbine just stop doing i the just tape. stopped reading the book is that advice <laughs> that you'd give to other people who are doing massacres is yeah like, if you're there's a causal link between <laughs> stop doing your tape. if you find yourself doing something that leads you towards that just i would stop doing that, that thing yeah let's dive in ernest Klein is the joyce of his generation no cap now as you mentioned, you never quite got around to tackling the, let's call it what it is, magnum opus of Klein's catalogue, which was RP1. And the film, which I went to see in the cinema, not not because of enjoyment, although I did enjoy elements of it. And I suppose as a whole, I did enjoy seeing seeing the story just come to life in a way that, a <laughs> in way a way that, that you haven't, because expect. you hadn't read the book. I have read the book. Have you? Yeah, I've read Ready Player One. Why? I read it for the same purposes that I spend a lot of time reading all kinds of things I hate. <laughs> it's just an essential part of myself that I can't be allowed to oh, be happy. Oh, that's such a shame. Yeah, I've read the whole thing, I'm afraid. Oh, that's I tell you what, news. I've not only read it, I also, before I, I... I've I've sort of encountered parts of it twice because before reading it, um, I started listening to it as an audiobook narrated by Will Wheaton, who oh, has the... No. No. Like, it is the most perfectly <laughs> casted bit of audio. Because his whole tone is like, I, I loaded up my 1985 piece of computer software, which only I oh, knew about. God. And it was just like, I ha- I did have to stop that. That was too much. I had to just say, no, Will, no more. I might I, I'd rather hear the own, my own head happen. So what I thought I would do is just write a brief summary. And this was actually harder than I thought, because it's a story where once nothing happens... Really, and yet but there are also a lot of details. so much detail. <laughs> but I've tried to condense it into a three-paragraph summary of Ready Player One because I know that not all the listeners out there will be wise to what Klein's putting down. So here we go. Wade Owen Watts. And you want to, just as a lot, little tip here, check out those initials. You see Wade what they spell. Owen Watts. Yeah, have a think about so it. So Owen being E-I. No, no, it's the uh, O. It's the O version. So it's not it's, woo. <laughs> Uh, it does that it never features but i mean in a way maybe in the second book well the first book wowed me so i guess that kind of yeah he's a cool young gamer living in dystopian 2045 which is only 25 years ago away where the world is all shit and that oh no not in very specific ways i'm not in what we would call detailed and fleshed out ways it's just a bad shit so not world building um no no okay he lives in... Oh, to be fair, that's fine. I hate world building. Yeah, I mean... I find it boring. I like it if it's done um, organically and if it's done in a way that never gives you all the detail of what the world is. Like I was watching Spirited Away the other day because Anne-Reese had never seen it. And there's a bit where they're on a train and they just go past all these things that 
could not exist in the same place or world or have the same tone. And mm-hmm. that's good because it makes you even less clear about what the world is. So it builds <laughs> it up, but in a way mm-hmm. that is more confusing than you would assume. For Klein, the opposite is true. He wants to be sparse with the detail, um, it's only where it comes to the world and heavy on the detail where it comes to the gaming. Ah, that's really the gaming, the filmage. Yeah. And then yeah. again, the gaming. And then the gaming. Just to bookend that. He lives in basically a big trailer park slum, but all the trailers are on top of each other. So it's futuristic in that sense. Right. It's like, so what he's done, I don't want to, he's sort of taken the trailer park element and yeah. then Japanified it in the way that he might. Possibly. And they've I, made it into big tower blocks instead of. Yeah, sure. Wow. Sure. Who um, could have, yeah. No, 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 everyone no, there, and, and it seems possibly everyone everywhere, lives bad lives for reasons that are not super specified. Oh, I guess no. he ran out of time. Yeah. Because it's a short, short book. So there wasn't a oh, lot of, There's only several there's hundred only 400 pages. 400-ish pages yeah. to get through. Everyone's living these bad lives. And the only good thing at all is this ubiquitous VR platform called The Oasis, which right. I thought stood for something, but I can't find out that it does. It oh, seems okay. to me that it probably must. Does it is is it like written out as though it It's should. written in all capital letters, but that could just be a No name. dots. Yeah, yeah, no dots. It was invented by James Halliday, played by Mark Rylance in the film. Yes, I a performance uh, the likes of which you've never seen phoned in quite so I was going to use exactly <laughs> that phrase. It looks yeah. like he completed all the filming, not only within the same day, but I possibly think maybe the same he hour. did, yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's never actually really in it. He's just yeah. appearing by video. And he might well have zoomed it in from his living room. He was ahead of the curve on that one. He's also, he makes some strange acting choices. Mark Ryland's obviously a very good actor. Um, and so, and Spielberg is obviously a very good director. So I wonder what the conversation was because he's sort of playing him as like a mischievous nonce <laughs> and that to me is an I'm, unusual choice. i'm gonna be honest i think that was modeled after klein yeah <laughs> allegedly it's basically a big second life slash vr chat slash world of warcraft slash destiny slash every mmo ever rolled into one but also crucially it is society as well right so it's not just a game it's like this is everything it's just another world that they have to go to as well well it's it's in fact a replacement world for most people because they're living such as i mentioned bad, bad lives yeah. for clear reasons capital b capital that L. they gotta get out and the oasis came along at just the right time it's weird because i don't know if this is like a theme or something but go on there aren't they, any they go out by staying in and going oh, in okay escapism through the digispace. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a theme. The it's theme a bit is, like the you, theme is you. You sort of do this, don't you? You oh. don't go out into the outside. You go into the computer. I dive into the Mary USB Poppins port style. And see what will <laughs> take me first. Wade's avatar, that's our protagonist, Wade Owen Watts, who I'll refer to just as Wade from now on. Okay. He's going to be there in the second one. Spoilers. He's he's the red player too. Oh. He, he doesn't just live. He thrives. <laughs> oh, he no. thrives as only a gamer truly can. Wade's avatar is called Parzival because that was it. one of the Grail Knights. And Ernest Klein, obviously, he, he does what know is, about the past. Uh, oh, as in the, the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail right. So it's a medieval literature and thing, which is good. Parzival? Parzival with a Z. Yeah, with a Z for, okay. for Zorro, for example. Um, and it's a very cool name because not only... As you already noticed, does it sound very cool? And, and it commands yeah. a certain immediate respect, I think you'll agree. Well, I'd lick his boots. Not only that, but there's also a, a kind of thematic thing there because this oh, idea on. of searching for a holy grail. Right. 
Now, it's not going to happen in quite that sense because there is no God in the Oasis, unfortunately. They haven't they haven't patched him in. Well, Halliday, I suppose, is... He's he's up there, but he is dead. So unless you so's, go for a real so's God. kind of approach, so's God, I suppose. So. Um, but Parzival himself, he's going to, before you know it, be searching for things as well. And that's going to be quite key. And what is he going to be searching for? I'll tell you. Through a series of very reasonable... And may I just say, not at all contrived. That's good. That's a that's a nasty term that I did read in some of the reviews, the word contrived. I also read the word Mary Sue. And it's male counterpart, <laughs> right. which I had not come across, Gary Stew. Fuck. <laughs> it's about oh, S-T-U, no, no. which I've never no, heard No, we can just stick with Mary Sue. But these are all uh, untrue. I'd like to just oh, okay. put that to Sorry. bed. Because the, the way the narrative unfolds is, it has that kind of inexorable plodding inevitability that you see in great plays where it's like all the events mean that Lenny has to kill George spoiler right. uh, or Famous all the events play of mice and men, yeah exactly yeah. Um, so through those good events he ends up on this big easter egg hunt um, within the world of the Oasis and so uh, he'd probably refer to himself as just an, 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 a hunter an easter egg hunter maybe yeah, yeah a hunter, uh, no yeah. sorry no oh go on They're, he and his team of egg hunters or gunters um, no, well, egg hunters. Yeah. No, they do. They call them gunters. I guess just because it's a bit of a gamer word. It's quite a cool. Game is it word. a gamer word to say gun? Yeah, it is. Well, I, gunter. See, I've not heard it anywhere else. Gunter. I call you a gunter. You could say sometimes. anything in that. Well, don't. When when I you could say anything in that word. Stuff, we often refer to you as big decky gunt gun, and that's just one of the ways well, that we I, talk about. I'll you. be leaving her, <laughs> and I'll be leaving you. Now I feel I've skipped over some of the detail here but don't worry I'll get to it okay basically all you need to know is Halliday he has that mischievous nonce energy and part of that is that he's left his big quest to right gain ownership of the whole oasis which let me remind you is basically the whole world there's nothing else in the world so you'd be you'd be a sort of god you would be yeah basically the big god um there is a whole thing I haven't mentioned which is that his company has since he's died has been taken over by some waste man who is like wants to win this egg hunt this gun if you will um i won't to come to like bring it back into his capitalistic control and in that way yes you're right it is satire it's and a, it is it is right. a political it's a marxist novel is that what you're saying for sure and for he's sure. a he's an avowed socialist is he called? i'm almost certain he doesn't make that too clear but if we read subtextually right okay then well, it certainly isn't a novel comrade that klein up. is that what people call him uh possibly yeah All so right, they're gunting cool. around and in so doing, they're going to exploit Wade's complete lack of any character flaws other than is poor to be everyone at everything because all the challenges relate directly to painfully detailed 80s nostalgia of which he is an expert. Uh, why is he an expert? He's an expert because... Because I thought he was just some sort of spunky little tween in 2045. In the 2046 world, yeah. yeah. Um, 2045, you're right. 2046 is already player two. Uh, I'm oh, getting ahead of myself. Oh, I can't help that. I'm so it's, excited. It's soon after. There's, it all soon. kicks off again Super straight soon. away. Oh, wow. Um, in another way that you're going to find uh, natural. That's organic. good. Organic, yeah. Um, but yeah, the reason he's such an expert is that he basically like gets off to reading all of Halliday's diaries nonstop. And the idea is that the diaries all contain clues for the the gunt. And he's like, no one understands Halliday quite like I do. Hang on. Um, he's not... Um, Go on. He's not like a loser. Wait, no. Is. His initials are wow. You idiot. I know, but like apart, a, apart from that... Let me throw not... this back at you. He's a pro gamer. Can a gamer be a loser? 
I uh, didn't think so. Oh, no. Well, you raise a good point. Absolutely. Um, one of the challenges, for example, is, and I think this is the first one, which he finds while at school in a bit that I've reread and still can't really work out. Like, it's just... Can't pass. They just... These events just sort of collide rather than cause each other. <laughs> it's just like one minute he's at school and, and then he's gunting it up. And he's just suddenly on, like, his first... So if any of my students are like, sorry, sir. Whoa, I gotta, <laughs> gotta go. Gotta, gotta go. go and play Joust in a cave. And yeah, he plays this video game that coincidentally he has already mentioned he happens to be just the best at. Oh, that that's pretty convenient. It's super convenient. And this is a theme. And it's hard to unpack normally... What happens in stories like this, the kind of hero's journey, is about a character that has to undergo a process of self-betterment in order to overcome previously unovercomable hurdles. Yeah. Klein subverts that format and he makes all of the hurdles less hurdles and more just kind of stepping stones, if not just a travelator to the yeah. end goal. Well, the other thing that I've noticed is that these sorts of narratives... Um, tend to... If it's not about self-betterment, then it tends to be that our hero yeah. is in a very kind of like broad sense uh-huh. a chosen one yeah uh, that's by, true. <laughs> simply by dint of being a chosen one rather than that they specifically were good at these three these games slash things. knew these films very yeah. well yeah so maybe like it's a- harry potter He's not amazing at anything. No. But he's... He knew Flipendo more than anyone. Yeah, he <laughs> as knew far the game, as sadly. Um, but, like, he'd, it wasn't, he wasn't there because he'd read... He played Sonic a lot. Yeah, he wasn't... And he was going to beat Voldemort in the big Sonic championship. Arena. Yeah, Voldemort never knew about Sonic. And that's... <laughs> that's his tragedy. how to love. That's really... The that's one of the sadder things. Yeah. Of, of Romeo that, and G. Depp. That you only get if you read... <laughs> Very much between the lines. <laughs> so another of the challenges is that they have to... And this one, this one at the time, struck me as like... I, I had to look into Ernest Klein at this point just to check that he wasn't doing a big satire on the very genre he has sort of created. Because he has to act out word for word <clears throat> so, of the film War Games. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say is this it's one. I so, vaguely remember it's this. It's so strange and it's so boring an idea that Spielberg looked at it and was like, no, we're doing The Shining. <laughs> first of all, I've never seen the film War Games well, and, and I have no interest terrible. in doing so. Um, and second of all, there's just, I don't know, call me old fashioned, but there's nothing very fun about reading someone <laughs> reading the script of War Games. No. <laughs> just... That, that oh, is you old cynic, you. That is all they have to do. Yeah. And he knows it line by line because he's been perving right up in his diaries. Oh, right, again. okay. So and, I knew that well, he hang on a minute. And Halliday... Oh, I see. Halliday wasn't writing the script out in his he diary every day. He wrote it. Oh, no. No, he didn't. He just says, I like war games a bunch of times. And he's like, oh, I'll watch war games. And he does. And I'll watch it so many times that I know the script in case I ever have to recite it the and only, be in it. Yeah, the only things Wade does in the kind of act one of the book to establish that he has a character outside of the oasis and really that should be a very important part of a novel well, which is about the the contrast and the tension between reality and the virtual world like you would think that there would be a lot more time spent showing what his shit life is like and why he escapes to the oasis <laughs> and why the power fantasy is manifestly stronger and more of a draw for him than it would be for anyone else. Like Charlie Bucket. You spend ages... Like, you don't get to the chocolate factory for four hours in no. the film. And when you do... He's it's been told of, to cheer up a bunch. Terror. Yeah, exactly. There's some old perv who gets him in the alleyway. Get Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slugworth's him right up. Yeah. Well and all. 
And then the man All is over. like, up the airy mountain, and down the rushy glen. We dare not go a-hunting for fear of little men. And then walks off, and Charlie's like, <laughs> don't know what to take Then he sees that. those little men later, and, and, like, and they're like, oh, kill are... Bill music starts <laughs> playing in his ear. <laughs> but yeah, the, the only thing that Wade does... I'll caveat this with there is one action scene outside of the Oasis where the the company come to try and like turn off his internet basically. <laughs> and he has to run away. And then they, maybe his aunt. They gets call the cut. plus net man <laughs> to cut the call. His aunt gets like trampled or something. Or like a, a caravan falls on her head like the Wicked Witch of the West. Or the East, I, th- I assume. <laughs> But anyway, that's the only thing that happens. And other than that, the only and thing is she does, okay? No, oh. She is dead. Oh. The only thing we don't linger on that. He's not that bothered. The only thing that happens in the real world is he has like a DVD case of just war games, uh, fast times at Ridgemont High, shit like that. Back to the Future, and he just watches and plays. Hateful. Yeah, that's all he does. Hateful. Now the final bit of the summary. His journey culminates with a big fight of largely random and IP licensing agreement based selection of. Huge characters. You've got like Gundams, maybe Godzilla's there, maybe Optimus Prime. It's that kind of oh, vibe. Oh fuck! It's 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 big. It's They're doing a big battle of each other, and what happens is it becomes this sort of like anti-capitalist collectivist narrative oh, of that's like good. all of the people who know they aren't wow, they're not Wado and Watts, but also don't want the big corporate guy to win the challenge. They all like battle against the avatars of the corporation. <laughs> So buying him time to do the great big gunting he needs to and, do. For and the what's the final? Where's the final egg? Having learnt nothing, Wade solves the final puzzle, meets his hot avatar GF Artemis, and the E is a three. That's pretty cool. He's going to meet her in person. Oh dear! And she turns oh, out digging oh, my nails into my leg. I don't want you to be too repulsed by this because I know how you feel about women. But she turns out to have a, not good. She turns out to have a, a, a birthmark. Oh, now she is still fuck. hot, but she. Ernest does point out she does have no, this birthmark. Now she's a pro gamer. That much is going without having saying. no birthmarks. That's that's a necessary, not a sufficient condition for being. It's hot. a shame. And but do you know yeah. what Wade? He he's different from you. So she's probably played or voiced by someone really like hideous or something in the no, movie. Oh, no, no, just your standard sort of hot actor. But the uh, thing is, she was in. She was made to feel insecure about this birthmark oh, that her avatar didn't have at first. But by the end of the film, she's uploaded that as a PNG, her birthmark right. dot, dot ping, and it is added to her avi. I think she'd probably get rid of it. The thing about Wade is he he sees through all that because he is a nice guy. He's a better man than me. And do you want to know what else Wade sees through? And I only just remembered this bit. His best friend in the world of the Oasis is called H, spelled A E C H for no good reason. And H is this kind of frat boy character, a tall kind of laddie guy, white, I'll specify, and a a pivotal moment in the book when their shits kind of hit the fan in the real world and they're having to be in the Oasis while also being on the run in real life. It's very exciting. I'm sure you can tell from my voice. It transpires that H is actually a black female lesbian character and the thing about the thing about Wade is he doesn't see colour and he doesn't see any of that. And he's like, H buddy, we we can still be friends. And even that, though he even though he even, sorry, even though catfished she, Wade right. and turns out to be a black female lesbian woman rather than a white chad man, H and Wade Wade says they can still be friends. This book is PC gone mad, isn't it? Uh, well, that's one way. For me, that was a moment of real 
transformation and just to see how inclusive a text could be. It's not Wade. He's not a kind of anti-miscegenation kind of candidate. No, no. exactly. Like Wade is, Wade represents, I think, You'd think he he'd he he was too busy watching war games to be on left Twitter to know but. about intersectionality, but he's done his research and and for for Wade, gunting is praxist. Uh, well, I think we could all learn something from that. We could all do <laughs> a little more right. gunting. I think you're right. Um, anyway, she's got this birthmark, which signifies that she's a well-written and complex female character. And now, because they've gunted the night away, they're in charge of the whole goddamn oasis the whole thing he shares this honor with his gamer crew and they've all not really learned anything i suppose across the course of the narrative but they do become instead of learning anything the richest people in the world as should be our main life goal well yeah not the learning part which is no no, no. if you'll excuse my language it's for cucks (laughs) i'm i'm glad you said it i'm glad you said it here on the show which brings us up to Ready Player Two. Oh God, that wasn't it. Ready Player Two came out only like a week ago. So it's fair to say that our, we're ahead of the curve. I just want to reinforce that fact that here at That's a Shame, we're giving you exclusive content. Exclusive in the sense that you could, I suppose, read the book, but I know you don't want to. No. And so I'm shouldering that burden for you. So you don't have to. Pause for applause. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, the way I've formatted this, I haven't done one of these before, but I did used to watch a video series of someone reading the Twilight books where they would give some quotes that are relevant and some notes that are relevant. Quotes and notes. And I guess that's how we'll go through. And I want to invite you, Declan. Go on. You used to be an English student, a student of English, and and then a teacher of English. So I do invite you to comment whenever you'd like. Oh, thank you. If you notice a device that that slipped my attention... Maybe some alliteration, maybe some zoigma. And maybe after, the device of gaming. After Bob Honey, my ear is attuned to the old alliteration. I would have thought. I would yeah. have thought. Then I want you to just dive in. Does, uh, like, Ernest, because he, um, Sean Penn, he was big on phonetically writing out offensive accents. There's no oh, idea yeah. of that. Not not yet, but <laughs> the, the book is yet young. It's, the yeah, book okay, is I yet suppose. Young. A word on the format of Ready Player Two. As I recall, Ready Player One is just in chapters. And I guess, for Ernest, in hindsight, this was one of his great shapes. Because that there's no chapters in a game. Don't 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 tell me that it's in levels. It's in levels. No. And not only is it in levels, oh, no. it starts with a, what, a chapter that is called cutscene. No. I was gonna say this. So we'll only be looking at cutscene today. It's uh, not super long. But it is super good, <laughs> so don't worry about oh, that. Good, good, good. We start with picking up almost immediately after it was left off. It's. I was just going to say, it's weird how he, how he could even think of anything more to say. And this is going to be a real theme of the opening act of the book, right. is that so much of it is trying to solve the problem of, like, he clearly didn't think when he was writing it, and... I mean, to his credit, this is probably the only correct thought he's had that that book was going to warrant or or be economically <laughs> and, successful yeah, enough for a sequel. Need a sequel, but then because it seems like at the end, our pal Wow, yeah, he had um, everything. Well, he, he controlled literally the yeah. entire world, and also it seemed as well that like the it seems like a one-time only thing where the great creator of this thing has left you a quest, left left a quest, like because one because you. The thing, you wouldn't leave two quests. It would be stupid. You would just leave one one quest. Double quest, perhaps. And also, the whole, like, motivating action of Ready Player One's quest is that Halliday knew he was dying. 
and he needed to pick an heir, yeah. Willy Wonka style, to the throne. And he, uh, the other thing as well is like there could only be so many things that he loved, yeah, as much as he did that War one Games. scene from War Games. Yeah, no, it was the whole film. Just to be clear, it's the whole film of War Games that he loved, and that that um, what's his name, Wade had to recite to win the gun. He had to challenge. recite the entire film, the whole film. Ab- well, <laughs> now, 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 hang on. I didn't know it was the whole film. Yeah, it's film. the whole fucking So wait, in the book... In the book, you don't you don't just get... And now here's the film and it does a script. But I mean, it feels like that. It okay. feels like it's in that level of excruciating How detail. long? Because uh, it, it must if be, you're not going to do the whole film... Yeah, what, why do it? You can't do like, and so I did the opening scene, then like asterisk, and then like later like... I was an hour and 20 minutes into the film War Games. I hate to stop when I was you, saying the word. No, no, you can't. It dips in and out, as I recall. Maybe, I'm so angry. Maybe that as he a little has bonus app, this money. as a little bonus Patreon app, we'll read the War Games scene from Ready Player One. No, I've already got some more Ernest Klein for our Patreon. After I won Holiday's contest, I remained offline for nine straight days. A new personal record. So we've started with a very different Wade, an offline Wade. That's better than you've ever done to It's me. really impressive, and you've got to know that's growth. Basically, what happens in the opening is that he's vibing in his huge corporate CEO corner office in the skyscraper from which the company, which is called GSS, which stands, I'm sure you'll be pleased to know, for Gregarious Simulation Systems. Uh, that was Halliday's company before he, okay. before he RIP'd, and we will pour one out for him. Maybe a little name of the father. Um, and this is the company that he now runs with his pals. I think there are four of them in total. There's Artemis, who's actually called Samantha. There's H, who I can't remember the name of. And then there are two boys who live in maybe Japan. And they Probably. they don't have characters other than are good at fights. Uh, and that, know, of, know of anime. That's probably... That's not a trope or anything. No, it's probably not. I mean, that's I haven't cool. looked it up, but that's probably Ernest, not. Ernest, Comrade Klein, he wouldn't he, do that. He would have done the research. Yeah. We learn that the other three are scattered around the world. And I wanted to read this quote in particular to learn about where H is. And what I like about it is that one of the criticisms that people often make of so-called woke literature, literature which tries to bridge the gap of Bloody, inclusivity, yeah, PC and literature, is that it's yeah. often heavy-handed and it will be like, I... I went to visit my my, my girlfriend pal who was who, who happens was trans, to be trans like, yeah. and disabled and um, a campaigner for fat rights and all of these things. And Klein he manages to skirt that neatly, yeah, with this gentle reminder of H's ethnicity, which, as I mentioned, formed a revelation in the end of yeah, Act yeah. Three. H was enjoying an extended vacation in Senegal, a country she dreamed of visiting her whole life. Because her ancestors had come from there. Oh, her ancestors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's it was her ancestral home. Samantha, that's Artemis. She's just in Vancouver. She's just hanging out. But she's not going to be well, there for a few more that's days. That's like the white Senegal. That's Is that what they, what they say, call it? Yeah. That's very cool. So there's mirrors there already, already setting these characters up in the delicate, the we're all climbing the same. and balance. Yeah. I needed to distract myself until our reunion. So I decided to log back into the Oasis and try out a few more of the super user abilities my avatar now possessed. Oh, the super user <laughs> He abilities. wants to log on and just be a mod. <laughs> like, be an admin. <laughs> and just like, I don't know, just like ban people. Imagine being a mod of society. Of the <laughs> be the it's most boring job of all time. He hops back in. Um, we've learned that they're all scattered around. He's logging back in with this, quote, brand new top-of-the-line Oasis immersion rig 
a Habershaw OIR9400. That's right. No need to know that. That's relevant. No need, Ernest. No, that's going to be a big detail later. And when he logs on, there's this very funny image, which is just that he, he logged on exactly where he logged off, which was at the scene of the great big battle outside Anorak's castle. Anorak was the avatar of James Halliday, who appeared as a even noncier looking old wizard no way. <laughs> with a big magic cape. He was really saying the quiet part out loud with yeah, his own for sure. Yeah. And so he logs on and there are just like thousands of people who have just been waiting for him to log on <laughs> for nine days. And they all just start like, yeah, fucking, fucking Wade. He's back. He's back. There's nothing to do. Possible. Come on, super user. Like, give us something to do. I understand the idea of like, we can all dunk on people who like camp out for the Apple launch or something, but at least it's a physical experience. Like this is just, this would be like camping out to watch for an online concert. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, what can you do? You could have just taken a screenshot of his avatar last time. I also like the idea that with all the levels of like future tech, there's no functionality for like, let me know when that person comes online. Yeah. So like, well, the only thing to do is to wait. Just stand there. Yeah. We got to, as soon as the avatars, sorry, or that like, no one had managed in the real world to send him a message being like, when hey, back? hey um, <laughs> there's a lot of people <laughs> hanging about. You, well, They're crashing that bit of the server if you could come on. <laughs> Unusual super user powers. <laughs> as soon as the avatars in my vicinity spotted me, they began to run in my direction, closing in on me from all sides at once. To avoid getting mobbed, this has big like, and then they stood and clapped energy throughout. Yeah. To avoid getting mobbed, I teleported inside the castle. This is a new super user ability. Is that a super user ability? Yeah. That's a bit OP, to it, be honest. Well, yeah, it is. And I'm interested to know how they navigate his super user abilities because they are going to render an already overpowered character <laughs> just totally imbalanced. At, at least, you know, in the old book, he was only overpowered because he was a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like, now he actually is powerful. He's the embodiment, and I'm sure this is not an original observation, of the, like, while you did X, I studied the blades. Yeah. Like, I, I mastered the blockchain <laughs> kind of vibe. To avoid getting mobbed, I teleported inside the castle into Anorak's study, a room in the highest tower that I alone could enter. It all has that tone as well of like, I was the only one who could do this cool it thing that me. only I could do. Me, Wade, with my super user powers and my big cape. I used I my right my click to get yeah. inside. <laughs> it's so good. Um, that I alone could enter th- thanks to the robes of Anorak I now wore. Ooh, and they're obsidian black, and that's a nice colour word. That's a colour word, obsidian like that, black. See, that, to me, speaks to an evil character. Interesting. Very interesting. And we'll see if that gets picked up. Here's a guess. I don't think it will. Oh, okay. He teleports into Anorak's study, and the only reason he's done this is to go and look at the... Now... Now, hang on a minute. What, is that from the outside? Or, or because initially you said he teleported inside Anorak's castle. Yeah, and it feels like just a bit showing off to then if you're already inside yeah. to just teleport to a different. Room. I think he teleported straight to the study. Okay, because our Wade, he's a good guy, and he wouldn't. Like if on I people that if way. I could teleport, I would teleport from here to work, but like I wouldn't then teleport from the staff room like to two doors down. Like, I think I would just I walk. Would. I for sure would. <laughs> I teleport. All of your muscles would atrophy within one. Who needs them? I'll teleport my atrophied corpse all over the gas. You can only you can teleport, but you end up on the floor wherever you are, just collapsing like a rag doll. Now, one thing that I didn't mention is is that usually the terminology Easter egg, which comes from the 
the kind of Christian-ish tradition of an Easter egg hunt yeah. is a metaphor. And by metaphor, I don't know if you, you know, it means it can't be the actual thing. So if I said, oh, that bottle looks like the bottle was a cup, but longer, that's just kind of what a bottle is. So it wouldn't, for me, it wouldn't be metaphorical. No. Um, in the world of the Ready Player One universe, the Easter egg hunt is four eggs. So you are trying to find eggs. And they're not, um, when you say eggs, you mean literally like. They're not egg. the eggs of a chicken. They're not the ovum of a chickenoid creature. But, but they are big eggs. They are egg shaped. They're eggs. In, in the purest sense of the word. You could crack them to find something inside. That's a lovely idea you've had there. And I, I begin to wonder if you shouldn't write Ready Player 3. I shouldn't. I think you might. So he goes into the study. And the only reason he's gone there is to look at the egg. The, he wants to have a peek of the egg that he won. In Ready Player 3, Wade like just has to recite all our best steps. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to peek at the egg and just be like, wow. See what might be in. Wow, I want... Well, no, he doesn't think there is oh, anything. Okay. He just wants to look at the egg. You know when you just... He's need, not thought that far. You just need to look at an yeah. egg. And that's what he needs is to look at the egg. And this is going to be an instigating event, if you're familiar with the terminology. Because the silver egg orb now all of a sudden, has an inscription on it. No other avatars could enter this room. No one could have tampered with my egg. So there was only one way that inscription could have gotten there. Halliday himself must have programmed it to appear on the egg's surface. Oh. It could have appeared right after Anorak gave me his robes, and I'd just been too distracted to notice. Now, personally, I wasn't satisfied by that explanation, because it's already kind of... A bit hand wavy. It's very retconned in, it isn't it? It feels yeah. to me like a somewhat ill thought out idea. Now, just as a question, because I, perhaps I missed this, Anorak is Halliday's Avi. Avi. Yeah. Is he still about then? He's fucked. Well, he was about during the course of RP1, and he then, I think, takes his leave, but there's no reason why he couldn't continue to be about. He's like, Couldn't he just run the place? Um, I suppose not, because I guess he's only been programmed in a limited way. It's not quite at the level of, of sci-fi where you can like implant your whole consciousness into the Avatar. So the Avatar could only do scripted events. Although I will say that some of the scripted events did seem suspiciously <laughs> tailored to Wade's particular plight and course of Hello, actions. Wade. <laughs> Hang on. It's just got that like eye toy technology where it heard his voice and then stuck his face on. Um, but yeah, so Anorak, I think is out of the picture, but I would be, I would be very surprised if he doesn't appear back okay. to do an annoying speech at some point. Maybe he slithered you in and scribbled, scribbled on the eggs. Yeah. I also just think it's quite shit to make the inciting incident just I was just looking at the same egg you'll remember from the end of the last story <laughs> remember the thing we were searching for for the whole book it's I that went back again. to it <laughs> it's that but this time it said one other thing it's like it's basically the plot point of like oh what's this at the bottom of the scroll I was like well could have checked that did you out. check the other side <laughs> it's really uh, quite quite bad the inscription on it is this sort of like, it says GSS 13th floor, vault 42-8675-309. And it's, an, it's telling him he realises instantly. And this is one of the things I like about Wade. He doesn't waste time explaining his thought process. <laughs> he just knows. <laughs> he doesn't waste time not knowing things yeah, either. He That's just has I chosen to, to have yeah. knowledge. <laughs> 
and it, it makes me feel quite inadequate because I, as of yet, haven't chosen to just. You've got have to. The choose, you've got to make that choice. Are you? Is that what you're doing? I'm going trying forwards? to. I'm okay. trying to channel Wade. I'm really hope that he can become a kind of gamer godfather to me, <laughs> even though he's from the future. He knows that this is telling him to go to the office that he was already in. So that's that's kind of emblematic of how handy everything is in falling into his lap. It's like, oh, you've got to go to this place that you're already in and use the knowledge you already have to solve something I may as well have just told you <laughs> may as well. to begin with. I may as well have just given it to you. You know what? Scrap the hunt. Just take it. Sorry, Gunters. <laughs> Looks like we got ourselves a new guy. But yeah, he, he just sort of is there. And he go he goes to the thirteenth floor and there's no problem. In fact, on the way, everyone's just kind of <laughs> everyone's giving him money, him, <laughs> clapping, jacking him off as he walks up the stairs. <laughs> That's very good. There there is a slight character flaw here, which I must draw attention to for the sake of balance, which is that because he's running everywhere, people he thinks people are looking at him and thinking he's a bit of a character, so he is a bit eccentric. Oh, but he, then so is Halliday, and his name is Parzival in yeah. here, isn't it? Yeah, not back in the office, though. They'll just call him Mr. Boss, Mr. Boss Man Child. Is the office in the real world? The office is in the real world. And where is that where he is now? He's, his physical body is in the real world. His Parzival avatar is yeah. in Anorak study. Right, but then it says to go somewhere, and where that is where is. he already was, yes, right? Yeah. In the real world. Yeah, okay, cool. very handy. According, so he goes into a lift, and he presses the 13th floor. Right. According to the interactive building directory on my phone... Which is just such a cumbersome opening clause to a sentence. The 13th floor was where the GSS archives were located. Of course Halliday had put them there. Now this tone is one that you're going to have to really get to like, get to grips with. Because I don't know that I can. It's this, it's this like, I don't know what you could call it. It's not really like joke format. And it's not really, it has the cadence of someone who sets themselves up for a fact. You know, if someone want, knows a fact, and they want we've got to certain friends, who I won't mention, who do this yeah, a lot, they do. where um, you have a fact that you know that, you know, conceivably could relate to the conversation if it took a particularly specific set of turns. <laughs> right towards what right you wanted to say. you town and where you're like, well, of course, it's no... Toma- it's no like striped tomato, which reminds me, the tomato is, is like, <laughs> it has this quality right. about where he's like, I do this thing. And then he's like, of course I do this thing. Because Halliday, uh, one of his favourite TV shows was Max Headroom. Network 23's Hidden Research and Development Lab was located on the 13th floor. Yeah. It can't be there for any that other reason. big. And, because that might not be it, the 13th <laughs> floor was also the title of an old sci-fi film about virtual reality. Oh. Released in 1999. Right, stop me when you think you've got enough information. Uh, right on the heels of The Matrix and uh, Existence, which is not a film I've heard of. No, no, me E neither. capital X, I S T E N capital Z. I don't want to see it. Full stop. So that's good. He's there. Um, and I, I'm just going to throw this out. Go on. I love to know the years things happen. <laughs> I'm so fucking <laughs> I, glad to hear you say no, that. Nothing, by the end of this journey. Nothing gives me more joy <laughs> than when someone tells me what something is and then tells me the year yeah, that yeah, it yeah, yeah. that it first happened. And then maybe explain like contextually what else had happened before. What else was happening in, in and around that why particular that's time. Such an important bit of, of the past yeah. as well. It makes me feel it gets me closer to the reference. Yeah. And you got, there's no good reference. Because people say like, yeah, people say like, oh, 
you know, it's The Incredibles. And I'm like, what? The and they're like, The Incredibles 2004. Oh! oh you mean the Pixar movie, The Incredibles oh, 2004, starring these big. nine people? That, oh, yeah, of course. Very cool, yeah. I thanked the guard and told him he could go as I scanned the doors. There it was. Number, Garrity, 42. Another of Halliday's jokes. According to one of his favourite novels, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the number 42 was the, quote, ultimate answer to life, the universe, and everything. And I didn't know that. I don't know about you. Have you come across that one? Can I say, uh, this is the section that I sent you in a tweet. Oh, is it? Yeah. And I I can't tell you how devastated (laughs) I am to find it's in the first... Because it means we've got so much more like, to come. I was thinking that that like if you're if you're gonna blow your load on the answer to life, the universe, and everything, it probably ought to be somewhere near the end. No, but no. no. Oh my it's goodness, the, no! It's the first. This thing. is him putting this flag in the ground. I'll tell say. you what else I don't like. <laughs> Sorry, no love. Oh yeah, um, is is the way that everything is equated? In what sense? Well, it's like. Existence, The Matrix, Max Headroom, and Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. They're all the same thing. Well, they are. They're, they're all, all just the, the same. Game as Arsenal. Like, they're just the same level of relevant. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, until something is more relevant. Like War Games. Yeah. The whole book is basically a long version of, like, the Redditor EUR starter pack. Kind and of. what... And what I, I mean, I think that the, the 13th floor thing there is the, the perfect example. Because... There's there's either a reason it's the thirteenth floor, or there's not. Yeah. And the reason is either like it was Max Headroom or it wasn't Max Headroom. Like what he's done there is like he's <laughs> preemptively thought that someone's going to call him a normie yeah, yeah, for yeah. using Max Headroom, and when so is he... and so is thrown in the dear oh, Ernest. Or, have you not seen the thirteenth floor? Or it could have been the thirteenth floor. This random sci-fi like movie that, that I've thought about. Every reference has to be overdetermined to shut down potential. Because <laughs> imagine this guy's fans. Like, yeah, no, they're the worst like people on he, earth. He's kind of, in a sort of contrapasso sense, created his own hell, where like his whole <laughs> life must just be answering emails from the worst, like worst versions of the, him. The most pedantic. Mr. Klein, bores. on page twenty-two, <laughs> you referenced a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Did you not know the original subtitle is just <laughs> endless? He puts in a code, and the code itself is another reference. Uh, one which he says. A combination no self-respecting gunter would have trouble remembering. Is there such a thing? And inside, <laughs> Could such a gunter exist? Inside this vault, there is another egg. A silver oh, egg. In fact, no. it's a replica of the final egg, but with no inscription this time. Uh, no inscription this time, like there was no inscription like, last yeah, time. So, I mean, maybe Ready Player 3 is nine, Maybe the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? The egg has no inscription, but it does have Touch ID, which is an upgrade from the previous eggs. And how did it have, finger on. How did it have that if the, if the egg didn't know that it was going to be him? It's a great question. Oh, no one's Because wait, because this is, this is a real world egg. Yeah, this it's isn't a real a, egg. So it's not like... It's not like this is within the Oasis where it could have been that because he then won, it's his avatar that can open the egg. This is a real world egg that has touch ID, even though it's only been nine days since he won and no one knew that was going to be the case. Yeah, it's good that it's good that that's the case, though, because it starts to question like, oh, well, what's possible in this world? Can we just 
get people's fingerprints for no reason and put them in a in an egg. Well, we can. Well, maybe we can. <laughs> well, it turns out we can. He opens. He does the Harry Potter. Snitch this is thing. still the cut scene. This cut is scene. still the opening. Yeah, it's just cut how many pages so are we? In? Oh well, I'm reading it on Kindle, so I can't really tell you how many pages on Kindle. Are you I'm on page. Let me just bear with me there. We're on page uh, six. <laughs> six. <laughs> page six. There's a lot going on. I'm sure you'll agree. Wait, hang on. Why well, the page six? Yeah, I think so. I think so. How? I don't think he even no. started at page one. I think it might only be about four pages. Hang on. What? We will pick up on How pace. does he get this much detail into that? <laughs> He's got a super ability to bend space how, time like, around. How fucking... You're on page six on Kindle. Yeah. To be fair, I, it, it could actually be that I have fewer pages on Kindle because I have the print quite small. I imagine the text is bigger in a book. So we might be really on about page 10. There's no way. Like, does is it literally just that he writes the reference and then it's, I was in this tower, I yeah, went yeah. to this floor. It, there's nothing that happens between references. Right, okay. That's incidental. It is just, right. Yeah. Okay, it's like, well, the Matrix and this film and this film, anyway, I arrived. Anyway, so when we're taking something. the piss out of these references, we're not like, you're not, I'm not, not colouring it by making it seem bad. No. When, yeah, there's these really the eloquent passages in the middle yeah yeah no if the if i come across one of those you better know i'll read it in full okay um inside the egg which opens up uh like the harry potter snitch there is a headset probably not a reference. and we're familiar with headsets because they're the vr goggles that everyone uses <coughs> to access the oasis have have we no is there like sorry to interrupt again no worries is there like a year uh, beyond which there aren't references no. that you've come well, across yet I would say that the the last one where he said 1999 yeah. is probably that's really the most it, recent, really pushing it. Um, and the yeah, he calls it an old sci-fi film is quite unusual because everything is so like ensconced in 80s in Ready Player yeah. One. My guess here is that this is a commercial decision only to appeal to slightly younger audience as well. Because I. I mean, I'm not that I would anyway, because it's stuff that I hate broadly. Yeah, no. But even if I were born in the 80s, like, I didn't know any of these references in the last book, really. Like, I'd heard of Joust, because I saw it once. It's like a bird playing an arcade game. But there were not many that I knew about. Whereas this might be an attempt to update it cynically to get the next generation of gamers involved. The next generation So we might see Spyro. We might see uh, the hamburger. I had to. I had to get all the wampas in Crash Bandicoot Three. That'd be so good. I can't wait until we're at an age where the next generation, our generation's Klein, is doing this for just stuff like yeah, like the Spider-Man PS4 game. <laughs> be so good. Um, inside is this headset, which he describes the design of for honestly a whole page in like. I sometimes, when I'm teaching kids about why you use metaphors, I'm like, well, sometimes it can be a shortcut to lots of otherwise boring information. Like if you were describing a spaceship, you could say, oh, it had these dimensions and this was the color and there was this. Or you could just be like, it looked like a fridge with wings or something. Um, and he is doing the opposite here. And he's really luxuriating in words like, or phrases like, a row of 10 C-shaped metal bands, each band comprised of jointed re- retractable segments, each segment a row of circular sensor pads on its underside. What, the whole thing wanna, is adjustable. Like, who, <laughs> Why mention it's adjustable? Who who does he think is like, A, Get bothering to this. picture that? Yeah. Or B, 
is going to remember what it looks like in two pages I'm hoping time. that it's going to be like crucial to the narrative what it looks like and its adjustability oh in particular. Oh my goodness. The retractable segment, just like we knew. <laughs> um, he, it's some kind of Oasis peripheral is his decision. He doesn't come to that through any clear It's logic. a what? A peripheral, like the Wii nunchuck controller. Right. For the Oasis. So it's like you have your headset, but now this is like an add-on. It's a headset It's an set. upgrade. Exactly. He puts it on, as you probably would, I guess, and yeah. Halliday appears. Now, this bit was the, the main bit that annoyed me in the cutscene um, because he appears as a video of his real self. Previously, he'd appeared as videos as Anorak. Right. Um, and he notes that he must have filmed this shortly before he died, which is the same thing he noted every single time in the first one. Oh. So it is this whole thing of like... Any sooner before he died or... It's, he, later, I think. Okay. Point. So it is this thing of like, oh, but... Oh, no, but there was one more thing that he also did before By the he way. <laughs> yeah, like, forgot to mention. And it's just like, you could have come, you could have come up with a different like anything way of starting the story i think um he explains that this thing is called the oni uh in fact it's pronounced o-n-i and he specifies that in the text he pronounced it he pronounced it o-n-i and basically it's a thing that you put on so that you can like feel the oasis like you can touch stuff and you'll sense it properly and you can like smell stuff it's like it's like sensory language but for the oasis that's just for starters, Halliday that's said. So as if you'd heard me. I... <clears throat> that is, that's shit. You like it. That's an ONI headset idea. can also be used to record its wearer's experiences. Does it stand for something? Uh, it's the Oasis Neural Interface. Thanks Sorry, for asking. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it can also be used to record its wearer's experiences in the real world. All sensory input, and you're going to love this. Hang on. One thing, so it's a camera? Well, not quite. It's because it's directly into your brain. It's like that thing in Black Mirror. But it's not going to be as good as that very good Black Mirror episode with Donald Gleeson. You know That's I mean? not the one. I swear it is. No, where Donald called... Gleeson's the one where he dies. Oh, okay. It's where the, the other one? one that yeah. someone good bought the rights to make into a film and then Robert never did. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's never made it into a film. Lazy. Hurry up. One thing you might have thought was missing from this, because I know you're a you're a pretty techie guy. You love the tech. You you interface with the tech and I you talk about off. the tech. One thing you may have thought was like, can we get some file types up in here? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, we've been we missing can. that. Okay, go on. All sensory input received by their brain is digitized and stored as a dot oni brackets dot oni phonetically file on an external data drive attached to their headset. Once that file is uploaded to the Oasis, the entire experience can be played back and re-experienced by the person who recorded it, or by any other ONI user, ONI, with whom they choose to share the file. Halliday managed a thin smile. In other words, and this bit, one thing that Kindle is good for is that it shows you bits that other people have highlighted a lot. So this must be a fave section of the fans so far. And remember, we're the diehards that are in on the ground Yeah, floor. yeah, God. The, the so the diehards are loving this. You've been camping out for this. In other words, the ONI allows you to relive moments of other people's lives, to see the world through their eyes, hear it through their ears, smell it through their nose, taste it with their tongue, and feel it. Oh no, through the stop! Skin. You don't! <laughs> he has to oh, go for no. all of them. No, which I really that's like. so bad. Now, I don't know about you, but the first thing I thought of from his description is that this device is going to set up a fuck scene later on. Definitely. Probably, I, right? I'm presuming that Halliday was putting it on all sorts of nonsense so that he could relive their nonsense. <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. Halliday, it then is explained, is kind of outsourcing 
this problem of this device he's made to whoever his problem? heir was. The problem is that he thinks it's going to be, and you know, probably correctly, a really a game changer in the world. Get rid of it. That's one of the options. He does say, if you want, you can get rid of it because yeah, get, it could be dangerous. That's what I do. Get rid of it. Or you can like see. He basically says it's a matter of timing, and you have to be like astute about when to release this if you're going to. I can I just say, I reckon Wade probably will. You think he will release it? I don't know. I I see Wade. No, as, I, I think he's going to be astute with his timing. That's yeah, possibly. But I can also really imagine a very fucking annoying like white knight narrative where at the end he's like I'm going to destroy this even though I love it having I've got already to destroy it. Having used already it all himself for all yeah. the fucking he can get his teeth around he'll ch- chuck it into <laughs> the lava his tongue nose ears thumbs his around skin the concept of a brain computer interface headset that allowed you to record play and or simulate a human being's entire sensory experience had appeared done. in a bu- look how long the sentence is had appeared in a bunch of Halliday's favourite sci-fi novels, oh, yeah. TV Such shows, as? and movies. What year were they out? Well, no, he's not going to explain <laughs> them all. Is it? there was oh. SimStim, the fictional simulated Sim-stim. stimulation technology William Sim-stim. Gibson. William Gibson had envisioned in Neuromancer. Stop. And a similar form of experience recording technology had also been featured in Brainstorm and Strange Days. SimStim sounds like a jacking off your It sounds like a mod for the Sims where you fuck them, yeah. Two of Halliday's favourite films. If the ONI could do everything... Don't say two of his favourite films. He has a billion favourite films. Don't say two of his favourite films. It's pointless to say. If the ONI could do everything Halliday claimed, then he'd once again done the impossible. (laughs) Through sheer force of... I love the, like, this is a very kind of... A uh, like Ayn Rand gesture here. Through sheer force of will and brain power, he'd once again turn science fiction into science fact. Fuck without off. much regard for the long-term consequences. I also wondered, and you're going to like this because this Wade's a thinker, and I think that's what you're going to get out of him as a character is that he's he doesn't just take stuff at face value. He's always churning it away, putting it through his great big prism of reference. Yeah. I also wondered about the name Halliday had chosen for his invention. I'd seen enough anime to know that Oni Stop. was also a Japanese word no. for a giant horned demon Stop it, no. from the pits of hell. Oh, so that's exciting. no. That's pretty exciting. That's bad news for the Oni. Um, the, yeah, so as I noted, he's outsourcing the ethics of releasing it to his then unknown heir, which seems irresponsible. And this is interesting because Klein takes... Known to the egg, just known not to, the to egg, him. Known to the man. Yeah. Klein explicitly notes the benefits of similar but like worse versions of this technology for disabled people in like facilitating their movement of artificial limbs and stuff. But Halliday's not very worried about He's maybe making a sort of like a, t- a just toned back version that he could release to market to help people. He's not about that. It's all or nothing for James. Right, okay. The video then deletes itself for no good reason. Nope, no need. And he legs it back to his office with everyone sort of high-fiving him and going like, oh, that crazy boss on the way um he's clutching the egg as well i should mention because i feel like that might be important coming forward he then plugs in to the thing with so much detail that i cannot read it because it would take us all day he talks about like all of the warnings he basically reads us like the terms and conditions of the egg the egg headset and untick this box if you don't want to hear future promotions from the egg i liked this phrase this extra i was grateful that samantha wasn't there he's he's using the word the name samantha quite a lot now because he only learns artemis's real name late right and it's like he's divorced it's like she's a new character but he doesn't have to actually bother writing a new it's character. probably how he's trying to get past the 
the the BM. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to give her the opportunity to talk me out of testing the ONI because I was worried she might try to. And if she did, she would have succeeded. Brackets. I discovered that when you're madly in love with someone, they can persuade you to do anything. <laughs> Which is an <laughs> ominous phrase. We've also got the ONI documentation also noted that a sudden power loss to the headset could cause potential harm to the wearer's brain, which was why it had an internal backup battery. Oh. And I just put that there because I, I thought that was an interesting bit of world building that won't come up at a later date. Now, now say that again, because I just want to double check the, 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 the that's why bit. The yeah. device has uh, its own onboard battery so that if it gets pulled off suddenly or if the power goes, it can still stay powered because sudden power loss will fuck you up big time. Oh, right. I see. So so I, I thought that it was saying that if it loses power, it would fuck your brain uh, and it would fuck up the device. So it's got an extra battery, but that your brain would still be fucked. Yeah. But the device would be okay, <laughs> which is the important point. That would be good. A synthesized female voice prompted me to speak my passphrase. I recited it slowly, being careful to enunciate. No. Everybody wants to rule the world. No! <laughs> it's just a little reference. One of my favourite songs. It's just one of those references from... that you've got. Um, the terms and conditions bit. It looked as though Halliday had already made all of the necessary preparations to release the ONI to the public over eight years ago, but he'd never actually done it. Instead, he'd taken the secret of its existence with him to the grave, and now I had inherited what that the secret. Egg? He has to sort of... It's like he doesn't think that his readers can retain more than a page of knowledge at a time. Maybe they So can't. he keeps summarising after like every two pages and being like, so here's what happened. I got the <laughs> egg and then there were a headset and now I've inherited the great big problem. Our chapter ends as follows. He logs in. He speaks his cool passphrase. I'll remind you, it was Everybody Wants to Rule the World. It's a song from probably from the 80s. Yeah, yeah well, I think it is. That's yeah. a reference then. Tears for Fears. Yeah. Oh, fucking yes. Fucking yes, man. As the timestamp faded away, it was replaced by a short message, just three words long. The last thing I would see before I left the real world and entered the virtual one. But they weren't the three words I was used to seeing. I, like every other ONI user to come, was greeted by a new message Halliday had created to welcome those visitors who had adopted his new technology. Right, ready, ready player two! Shit. Wow. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single cutscene, and I think it's fair to say that we, we in this room, but we the listeners as well, are all pumped to know where this is going. Now, I haven't decided what the format will be for future things, because there are quite a lot of chapters. I guess we could just keep it going as a like once a month thing until we're done. Or we might do some of it on Patreon. We might do some of it in a video form. Who knows? Declan might do a little dance that he's been working on. About about the ONI (laughs) and all of the eggs that you can gun. No music. Um, But yeah, I I take it as a given that you enjoyed it. Why don't you just tell me what some of your favourite parts of it were? Um, One of my favourite bits was when he said The Matrix, Mm. because I've seen The Matrix. Oh yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne. That woman whose name I can remember. Yeah, Uh, There's the bit with the the fighting. And the book, there's like a gun. Oh, I don't remember that bit. I take your word for it, though. What year was that? Uh, 99, I think. Yes. I love love to know that fact. And yeah, it's the detail. Tears for fears. Uh, Everybody wants to rule the world. That's fucking good. And what I liked about it was that um, it linked in really well. Seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was thematically relevant that it be there. One of the criticisms of Family Guy is that the idea of, like, a cutaway gag is, is 
kind of lazy writing, right? Because you can, you don't have to work at all to Mm -hmm. incorporate the joke into the story, which would probably be the harder thing to do. And I think what Ernest has done, maybe as a direct response to Family Guy 2004 to present (laughs) or whatever, is he just weaves them in. And so you, I mean, we would notice them, right? Because we're English lit grads. And we're just, we're tech experts, right? We're used to like diving below Early the Early adopters. And I you'd think... Have, you'd have an Oni straight I, off, I've bought one already. I've pre-ordered. <laughs> but yeah, the, the way in which he manages to just integrate them into a narrative that calls for that level of detail is is quite admirable because if he knows all that stuff, you know he's got to tell us about it. He's going to he's gonna let us know. He wouldn't... <clears throat> what, what WoW is not going to do yeah. is see a reference and just know it himself yeah because he wants us wants to take us along the gunting journey with him and for that we can only be grateful because i if if i were with him and and then he just started spouting dialogue what sounded like dialogue from a movie and then he just kept going you'd be like cool knowledge no well i wouldn't i'd be i'd be terrified and angry Oh. But when he then goes, what I'm doing is I'm saying the whole script of this movie. Of the War Games movie. Of the movie War Games. And he has and then to he act prob- out he'd, by walking through the sets too. Yeah, I he'd say. probably tell me the year as well. Yeah. Um, then I would be like, oh. that makes a lot of sense. And it's cool. And it's say. necessary. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. yeah. And all three of those things would be true. And cool, necessary and fun really are watchwords for the text as a whole. That's powerful. Which we will continue to plough through for the good of all of us. Now... We've got some stuff to plug. We'd love you to listen to all of this stuff that we have to plug. For example, we've got a Patreon over at patreon.com slash shamecity. Declan's brought some Ernest Klein bonus content. I'm certain I know what it is. I think I brought the same thing. You do, I think. It's the watchword poem. It is. <laughs> Let me just tell you, dear listener, that it's going to be a good bonus episode. <laughs> because here's here's a little fact for you. Ernie's written a poem about porn. And you've got to hear it to believe it. You could read it, but you wouldn't get the full experience of our sideways glance on text that I think you've come to love and respect. That's over at patreon.com slash shamecity. For just $5 a month, <coughs> the price of, I don't know, whatever five $1 items would come to, you can get access to about 50-something bonus episodes, new ones every week, um, and more to come still. It's coming up to the Christmas season, and it's Isaac's birthday on Tuesday. So why not chuck him a little birthday gift a little Christmas reason for the season and sub over at the Patreon. What else have we got to plug, Delk? We've got... You haven't done email, have you? You haven't jumped haven't. haven't done email, No, have I haven't. Well, we've People got an email. People want to talk about this as well. Yeah. We've got an email. Tass. Yeah. That's T-A-S. At shame.city. You uh-huh. can send us anything. Thoughts. Yeah. Feelings. Uh, cash. References, maybe. Maybe yeah. just tell us about Just send us an email and it could say something like... You know, Monsters Inc. 2001. Or maybe Terry Pratchett could say, and then that could be a hyperlink to loads of his stories and books. That would be good. That would be really fun to have. Um, Terry Pratchett seems like he was a lovely dude. Never been less interested in reading any. I've read work. one of them, and I can't remember a single fact about it. I think I, I yeah, he does seem I like find, a nice guy. I find people who obsess over him often to be very boring. It's it is a particular. It's not you know Terry Pratchett is a very good version of this type of writing in some mm. extent to some extent. Um, which I don't really mean as a criticism because I think he is a good writer and there are sections which are really good. Like there's the one that is quite famous. It's on Twitter and Reddit all the time where he explains like capitalism in a analogy about a, a boot. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like a poor man can buy a $10 boot that lasts for this long for the character. Like he clearly had some, he was sound on lots of issues it yeah. seems. And 
has like detailed worlds, but not in the annoying way that Ernest does. No. So I, yeah, I don't begrudge because they're his own. I don't, yeah, I don't begrudge the Pratchett verse. It's just not for me. No, no, exactly. Um, but yeah, if you've got thoughts he's, on, he's this, like someone I kind of nod to. Yeah, like say, oh, yeah. If you have thoughts, if you have Send feedback, if you have, in. if you have predictions as well, I'd love. I have not read that much further ahead than this. I'm about forty percent into the book, and that really could go in any direction right now. All that I know is. There are references aplenty. Oh, oh that's like a big good to backdraft know. behind that's the doors will to be opening know. together. We've also got a... Discord, shame.city slash Discord. Lovely We've got place. Twitter, shamecitygang. Lovely, lovely place. Get over there and you'll see some art. Yeah. You'll see some fun tweets. All sorts. <clears throat> we might we might send like just pictures of, of different films that we know about. Like, yeah. We could photograph one of your film collection films and say where it was from, what year... The year's maybe big. Maybe the director. The year is big. That could be important as well. And then maybe some other things. other A like, trivia. That happened in that year. Or a goof. <clears throat> but only if they were also good yeah, and yeah. not. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, and <clears throat> we've probably got other stuff. Oh, reviews would be lovely. This was a good episode. We both know it. I'm not afraid to say. <laughs> Shame not city slash reviews is where you can put your money where your mouth is. You didn't say that my after the old is... men writing women. That was a good episode was... too. Oh, okay. It was just well, disgusting and foul. Our, our friend of the show, Emily, yep. was messaging me about that. And she said... Made that, her sick to her back teeth? What, no, well, because as you'll know, she's doing a PhD at the moment oh, on all sorts more of sickening awful, awful, people. Yeah. yeah. So she was grateful, A, that it was kind of much more soft core <laughs> than the stuff that she has to read, and B, that we'd basically outsourced the idea of, of analysing it from her. Yeah, um, But she did also say um, to tell you that if yep. we don't do bad sex in fiction this year, she'll kill you. Oh, God. <laughs> so... Wow, well, if you want to threaten me directly, <laughs> Isaac at shame.city. And if you want to do it by proxy, just, just send, send it to it me to and I'll, I'll yeah. say, I'll honestly say anything on it for you. Until next time, um, and until we see you on the patreon.com slash shamecity for this bonus porn poem, which is nice guy to the max. It's the most necromantic nice thing I've ever yeah. read. I've been, I've been Isaac, you've been. I, I have been Declan. See you in the Oasis, gang. Bye-bye. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you.
simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I wander Necessities of life will come to you. The necessities. 